0: You are now tuned into the dopest podcast in the world, Crown Jewels Podcast. <laughs> it's the Crown Jewel. It's Janae the Bay. On this segment of Bay Talk, we have the beautiful and talented Kayla Shea Draper joining us today. Hi, everyone. We are doing an interview with the beautiful and professional Kayla Shea Draper. She is the author of Turning Me On. I have her book right here. And she is also an author on two other books, Gather the Pieces, How I Broke Free from a Broken Heart and A Queen's Dictionary. Uh, We're going to interview her, get her a few of her um, words and words of encouragement on what's all going on in the world so um yeah please tell us a little bit about yourself
1: so my name is kyla shay draper i am 27 years old i'm a motivational speaker spoken word artist author um I'm an artist altogether. together um i have been doing this full time since 2018 where i walked away from my job uh four years and just dived into this thing so I'm excited to keep going and see where my journey takes me, and just keep inspiring.
0: That's amazing. So you walked away from it. How long were you there before you decided to step away?
1: I was there four years, but I've been in the you know workforce of course since I was like 16. But mm-hmm. I walked away from my job of four years, making like 60,000 a year. Up to that point, I was doing really good, and I just was like, it's time for me to do this full time. <laughs> it was. Cool really hard decision i fought with god about it
0: but i did it. you did and it's working out just great from what i can see and everyone please beautiful shirts this is from Kyla shay draper bay black and educated and she's supporting her (laughs) i love you black man i have that too (laughs) yes (laughs) Yes, i love it everything i remember the first time i saw you when i went out to arizona to visit my mom at um the spoken word uh poetry poetic soul soul. Mm -hmm. uh yeah i fell in love Yes. I had a girl crush on you. I was like, oh, my goodness. I was like, <laughs> as soon as you walked up, my mom was like, Janae, watch her, watch her. I love her. And I was like, okay, okay. And I just, I felt like I melted in my seat. Yes. I loved it. I love it. I love the way you carry yourself, your aura, your energy. Thank you. Just, You just come off so, like, powerful, like a powerful Black woman, young Black woman. And I, I love it. I just Thank love you it. Girl. You're welcome. Um, so you led your first uh, protest downtown. Mm -hmm. Phoenix Um, so how did that go
1: it was amazing it was exactly how I wanted it to go Um, pretty it was peaceful the kids were able to be out there people were able to get the message it was just all positive kind of like it felt like family reunion vibes yeah although I know there's a lot of uh, tension in the air a lot of emotions it felt like change is here already you know yeah. So not only that, we were able to run into a uh, pre-existing protest. So um, not only were the people we gathered present, but the people that were already downtown gathering and marching, they were there and everybody was just, you know, doing their part with what's That's going good. on in the world. And that, that was my whole purpose was to get out there and do something, not just sit back and watch. And um, I didn't want it to be... Um, about a social media thing or about a trendy thing. Like that's why it took me a while to even get out and protest. Right. Because I feel like a lot of people are emotionally driven. Me, on the other hand, I want to be in tune spiritually. Well, what is my purpose in this situation? What can I do? You know what I'm saying? And not like, oh, I'm going to get out there, throw up a sign and be angry and march because I believe that, you know, the energy behind that is not, you know what I'm saying? It's not healthy. Yeah. Right. But I wanted right. to do it on my time when I felt like it was appropriate and I was in a peaceful space because I, I was a wreck. Oh yeah. At no. At the beginning yeah. of the situation, just break down in tears, randomly crying. Like I cannot go out like this. I am not safe.
0: Great. <laughs> you know, like or no one else is safe. Nobody's safe. <laughs> Nobody. When is safe. I'm just feeling some type of way. Yes. So, yes, yeah. so did you watch? Did you actually watch the? I couldn't watch it. I no, never. No. I have George not the seen the George Floyd yeah. video. I refuse to watch it same. because
1: yes. I am an empath and I'm gonna pick up on that. And yep. I don't need to see it. You know, right. like I, I, I remember watching the Philando Castile video and I'm still pissed off
0: about that. You know what I I'm saying? Watch like, <laughs> I couldn't. Way. I can't watch any of it because I'm the same way. I'm an empath and just seeing images or anything like that, it it does something to me here and and mentally. It just and it sticks with me. And I, I, right. And I, and I didn't even watch the video, but I saw at a protest, someone held up a sign and it had all his words, everything he said in that mm. video. And just reading that brought me to tears. Mm. It gave me goosebumps. I, I was, I just, I broke. It was, I was mm-hmm. an emotional wreck. Cause I was like, I can't believe like And especially when he started crying for his mom, I yeah, couldn't I do it. Yeah, I can't watch it. can't. I couldn't do it, I couldn't do it. Um, But that's good that the protest went well and it wasn't, you know, you didn't get any of that uh, police brutality that some of the other protesters are. Oh, and you know what? I believe that,
1: you know, in a space of, and this is why I didn't go out when it was really like rah-rah, you know? Because A, I'm not about to get pepper sprayed. I'm not about to go through all this negative- Rubber bullet, right. You know, like, while I support the movement of, you know, people wearing t-shirts that I can't breathe and all that stuff. I understand what the message is, but I do believe in, you know, your words are powerful. What are you guys chanting? What are we saying at these protests? Um, Is it productive? You know, like I don't want to walk around with a shirt that says I can't breathe. I can breathe. I will breathe. That is my purpose to speak and breathe life into people. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's important for us to, not only be mindful of what's going on, but also which movement we're joining. Right. And, and because
0: You, yeah. what are you with, what with are you promoting? Other, yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do? Like, yes, we're protesting, but are you doing, are we going to, you know, any of the city town, the town halls? Are we, are we voting? Are, are we, we doing, voting? Are we
1: doing our part? Right. Or are we just lashing out because we're angry? Yes. Because I believe in, um, like police brutality. I know that it's rampant. I know that there's systematic racism happening. I understand that we are oppressed, but I also am a person who doesn't operate from a space of victim. I operate from a space of victor. So I want to be in a position where I have the power and I'm walking in love and purpose and light and saying like, while it is a shitty situation right now, I know that we are overcoming, we're not going to overcome, we are overcoming. Right. And a part of overcoming is the situation getting worse before it gets better. But I want to be on the side of victory, you know what I'm saying? I want to fight from the side of we get through this and we going to make a change, we're going to make this happen, you know what I'm saying, like versus I'm so angry and I just want this, you know what I'm saying? Like yep. Anger is good, but we have to learn how to be productive in our pain. And ch- yeah, channel your anger in a channel positive way. your anger in a positive way and be productive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. don't just be,
0: don't just lash out and let it not get us anywhere. You know what I mean? So, I, yeah, that was no.
1: my whole purpose in protesting.
0: That makes a lot of sense. So, I guess that kind of also wraps into, you know, how, how did it make you feel as a young black woman being a part of the movement and seeing all of that out there?
1: Because I am a regular pro black um, regular, just promoting black people and trying to instill power and positivity. Um, being a part of it is like a a daily lifestyle for me. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like all of a sudden I'm empowered all of a sudden I'm joining all of it. you know, like, I think that more than anything, the movement, is allowing our people to wake up because we keep having to do this my only hope is that it continues that we don't get tired of speaking out we don't get tired of marching we don't get tired of voting and um, showing up for our rights right to be in our community to be, to be angry to to want to speak out to want to be treated fairly um, all across the board um, it makes me feel like, we're going to get somewhere. I just hope that we don't stop when we're tired of marching. Right. Yeah. Because when we get tired, that's going to be when it, it's most important to keep going.
0: Right. Right. Because uh, they kind of I've always I've heard people say that they feel like it's going to die down quick, kind of like a like a wildfire. Like, you know, it's going to burn for a little bit and then it's going to die down and everybody's going to go back to their, yeah.
1: right their life. No, it, There's no way. I,
0: right. Because how? I mean, how, how can when, we? How can we go back to being to normalcy? There's no way. There's, there isn't, there's no way and you know
1: what? There's no such thing as normal. <laughs> there, there really not is. Not here. Not here. Not there's, here. Not considering COVID-19 and racism yeah. and people continuing to die and commit suicide and boys being hung on trees. How could we go
0: back to normal? Yes. because And that's crazy, too, now that there are people being are popping up all over, you know, in different states. Or just hang, but they're trying to rule it as suicides. And I'm like, and since when do, have you ever heard of a black man or a black woman no. going to hang for themselves in public just because I've never heard of it? It's never been a thing. That's not our MO. That's nothing that we do. So I no. think you're trying to charge five different hangings as suicides. That's ridiculous.
1: No, yeah. It's, it's a matter of, you know, like, this is happening. This is today. Yeah. Yep. What it was 60, 70, 80 years ago. Um it is happening today and it's a repetition because what happens when we don't face our demons? They come back over and over just to it, see yes feel stupid. Yes. <laughs>
0: yes. Yes, and we're gonna touch on
1: that again. It is a cycle and it doesn't stop yes. until we face it, until we deal with it, until we deal with ourselves. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? Like and as a people, we have to deal with ourselves. And it goes back to just, it's a root thing. You know, it's not just white people. It's not yeah. just, even as women, it's not just men. It's not just anybody outside of us. It's us. We have to take our power. We have to walk in our authority. We have to remember that we're the head, not the tail first, not the last. Beginning, yep. You know what I'm saying? Royal priesthood, light of the royal sitting on top of a hill. Until we see that and stop trying to prove to people that we are that. Right. It's not going to change. Right. We just have agree. to walk as though we are. Yeah, I and agree. Will, they will fall into alignment. They'll
0: follow suit. Yeah, they have no other choice when they you have. No don't have other- a choice. <laughs> it's not. I'm not asking you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. So when we get
1: that way, when we start to move as a pack, and one by one we are enlightened and our eyes are open, even if it's one at a time, one person with their eyes open is is as great as. A thousand of us, because if we're each waking up and got our eyes open, eventually we're going to start turning on lights for people, you know, or right. at least sowing in the sea.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and I feel like and with this movement, it's opened the eyes of a lot of people who weren't aware
1: mm-hmm. to th-
0: those who are unaware, those who are not black. That were like, oh, I had no idea that this was happening. I had no clue that y'all, you know, were going through these obstacles as Black people. Because I've been seeing people's uh, signs up saying, you know, I'm sorry I'm late. I, it was mm. someone said, sorry I'm late. I was unaware or I needed to catch mm. up, and it was it was a white man. And I was like, you see, thank you, because at least you're opening your eyes and you're acknowledging that you were, you know, blinded to what we were going through. And I, I feel like that's a good thing to have them, you know, wake up. So, you know, be a part of the movement and see what's going on. And then they can also use their white privilege to help us get to where we are as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would you say um, how the black culture is in Arizona? Cause um, I, I asked my mom all the time. She said, there's not a lot of black culture there or a lot of things that didn't start there. So is it any different out there in Arizona as far as black people? Um, well, a
1: To me, black culture is still kind of new in Phoenix, Um, and I don't come from a place like I'm originally from Fresno, California, where there isn't much black culture there either. It's just black people, you know, and it's not like, oh, we're cultured black people. We're just black people. I've been to places like D.C. where, oh, my God, it is cultured. You know what I'm saying, and it's it's beautiful. And even me being b- black and proud and cultured myself, I don't even fit into the black culture of D.C. Yeah, You know, Um, I think the black culture here is growing. We are coming together more, um, and learning to love ourselves and be more empowered as a family unit. Um, and to be honest, poetic soul is the most black cultured place. Yeah.
0: And I loved it there. It was In great. Phoenix. <laughs> there okay.
1: and then there was Home Base too, which I don't know if you ever been a Home Base poetry, no. but um, they recently stopped doing those a year ago. But it was also like an open mic poetry spot. Okay. Vibe. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, Much was different
1: like- energy though. Much different vibe.
0: Oh, what was the vibe there? How
1: how different was it from po- poetry? Uh, well, there was no live band. There was no. Okay. It was mostly poetry, all acapella kind of things, and it was more grown and sexy, just chill. Okay. You go to Poetic Soul, it's the party, it's a cookout, people hugging, we talking, we vibing, we're drinking,
0: it just makes you feel like,
1: ah, where my family at? I haven't been to Poetic Soul in a week, I need to go get my feel, you know? It's really all love, it's just a love vibe there, which is why I think people come back. It's not even necessarily that it's like
0: a place where Black people can meet, but it's like, it just feels like love. It did. And I, and it was very welcoming, even though the first yes. time I, I just, I felt welcomed. I felt like I was amongst family, like you said, like a family reunion. I felt like I was there with my family. We were drinking mm-hmm. and watching us perform. It was great. And then the energy of, even if, you know, some people were nervous and, you know, no one felt bad. For Nobody
1: being, felt like, you know, they weren't yeah. good and nobody's going to talk stuff about you or yes. beat you or it's no, it's not about ego. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It's just about come here and express yourself. And I think the reason that it works is because love is such a such a vibe there. Um, and people who don't have that vibe, like the love vibe where they come yeah. in there to be
0: like, you know what I'm saying, yeah.
1: whatever. Right. So if your energy is not love, you won't even feel comfortable in that space.
0: Right, right. And I I give all the love and I enjoyed every single Which second of what every- you feel oh, love. Yep. Yes. I love right. it. And then I'm really looking forward to going back, but with this whole COVID thing. They weren't open when I was out there, which probably hard. not until twenty twenty one.
1: Really? <laughs> Ain't no telling. I mean, you know, we want to be safe and um I, I I'm really close with Cosmic, who's the um the creator of okay. Poetic Soul or whatever. Um, but he wants to make sure everybody's safe and he doesn't want to tarnish the way the culture is at Poetic Soul by like, oh, we can only have this amount of people in because it's all about bringing people together right. like we don't want to have to social distance because when what we do when we go in there we're hugging people we're right. talking we
0: in in each other's faces it wouldn't be the same that's true so so, so with that yeah how have you been during the whole COVID and quarantining and you know just being in the house stuck for what two to three months now girl getting thick <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no girl okay. getting thicker and then call oatmeal <laughs> honey
1: I have been just not doing nothing um honestly it's been a blessing for me though um i understand that it's not it hasn't been good for everyone so i'm very conscious of that but for me it hasn't been a negative um it's just been a time of reflection focusing on me being selfish with me because girl you know when the world is open kyla Shea is everywhere yeah Shea is at everybody's event talking to people Hanging out, hiking, eating food, mingling, you know, and right. it's important to have time to yourself as well. And I'm such a social butterfly that the social distancing is actually good. A good Even thing? Even though I haven't really been social distancing much, especially from the people that I love. But it's been right. good for business, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. The only thing that fell off is my physical, and that's because I ain't been working out.
0: And that's fine. <laughs> And nothing wrong with being thick. And nothing wrong with nothing that. at all,
1: girl. I'm just saying, like, I gotta get it together, girl. I'm one hamburger away. That's <laughs>
0: why. That it's fine. <laughs> That's fine. The men love that anyway. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, how did you get started with becoming an entrepreneur and having, you know, all your different businesses? Because, and also, that kind of, I guess add in that you're a woman of many, many talents. You know, you're an author, actress, uh, you do your motivational speaking, you do your spoken word, you do apparel, you have your own website. I feel like you you do it all. Your hands are in I all the time Yeah, I'm doing a lot of stuff. It's
1: too much sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I honestly, got started by just getting in, just doing it and just showing up. Um, and when I began to show up in the community, I began meeting a lot of people, just getting my foot and stuff. People liked my work and what I stood for. And, you know, the connection started there. I know that a lot of the battle is just arriving and showing up and being the right person at the right place at the right time. Right. Um, in that, I was able to start connecting with like minds, people who had entrepreneurship spirit. Um, and I remember the first time I brought shirts at huh. The- um and made money off of them like I literally was like I don't know what's gonna happen but I'm gonna go and I'm gonna bring three shirts because <laughs> I was I didn't believe that I was gonna sell I'm gonna bring three and see what happened grow them shirts $60 Gone. in five minutes and I was like well I wow. just made $60 in five minutes what just happened you know what I'm saying so then I started to realize like, okay people want to hear what I have to say they care about my message and then You know, just everything started to kind of unfold for itself. And then, um, again, showing up, being present, allowing people to see what I got, Um, getting my first paid gig where a person paid me to travel to L.A., my room, food, money to do it, like my first paid gig. And I realized, like, people are willing to pay me for this. This is something I would do for free. But they're willing to pay me for it. I got something here, you know, and that's what made me... Confident enough to walk away from my job and say, "Okay, I'm going to do this full time and take it seriously." Not that I had a choice because when God said it's time for me to walk away, I, I, it's done.
0: Yeah, I, time. I, I yep. didn't have a choice. Right, right. So, uh, what would you say? What came first, or what was your first talent? Was it, you know, the, the writing the books, the poetry, uh, the apparel? What was my very first talent? Yeah, your or very what first.
1: What was my very first like passion?
0: Ooh, both.
1: Um, the first thing I noticed was singing. Okay. Um, and I thought I wanted to be a singer, you know, like for sure act and all that stuff. But I was trying to be a singer, a rapper, you know what I'm saying? Cause oh, I, you. you know, that's what I was trying to do. I was, I was on my way to being the first Nicki Minaj before there was a Nicki Minaj, but she beat me to it. <laughs> really? I you rap. I was like, oh, she needed to it. I was supposed to be the first. <laughs> she the was supposed to be rapper. me. <laughs> yeah, it's me, me, me. She older, yo, she tricked me, dog. <laughs> so I was doing that. And then um, I remember one day um, trying to record a video of me. I think I was trying to rap. I don't know what I was trying to do, but <laughs> I was. it wasn't working. In other words, I was getting frustrated because I'm like, yeah. oh, no, you know. And then I'm like, okay, God, fine. I'm going to do something for you today yeah and um i ended up recording a video poem called a chance for salvation and that was my first video that went past like 100 shares you know what i'm saying it was just a poem and it got to probably 500 shares before i was like oh so y'all just want to hear me do poems yeah <laughs> like, all this and I, time yeah. i've been singing and doing all this cool <laughs> tricks and stuff <laughs> And y'all just wanna hear me talk. You're, you're gonna hear me talk
0: the whole time. You wanna hear me talk? Are you kidding me?
1: So <laughs> So I ended up doing a poem called Bad Bitches. Mm-hmm. And it went viral. It went crazy. Like okay. over twenty five thousand shares, like and I remember even with a chance for salvation, which was made which made me do um the, the poem Bad Bitches. I hope I can cuss in your thing. Like, is that okay? Oh, that's almost- okay. Pick your so mind. Yeah, um, which made me do that because this guy, he had inboxed me about A Chance for Salvation. And he was like, Hey, you know, I just wanted you to know that I was getting ready to commit suicide. And then I ran across your video, A Chance for Salvation, and it saved my life. And I was like, Wow. Well, yeah, that's crazy. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then once I did that, and then I did that, Bitches, and it went viral, I was like, this is what I'm supposed to be
0: doing. You have something. Yeah, you got you got something here. This is I, awesome. need, I, need, to kind of, I need to listen to bad bitches then. Oh yeah. That was my
1: first ever viral video. Ever. Video.
0: Okay, so I'm gonna have to check that one out. Yeah. I definitely will. Yeah. Um, so what would you say is the most challenging part of being an entrepreneur? Is it as easy or as hard as they mm-hmm. as make it look? I say or is it more as hard as they say it is? Because to me it always looks hard
1: entrepreneurship is a roller coaster okay so what makes it the greatest thing that you could ever imagine is freedom of course um it's the the ability to do what you want to do when you want to do it and um be free to get up and travel and sleep and wake up and do what you do but what makes that hard is that same freedom can either cause you to be a slacker. It could, you know, you responsible for what you make or don't make. Yeah. Sometimes you'll make a thousand dollars in a day. Sometimes you'll make zero. Yeah. Sometimes that'll happen consistently for thirty days where you make a thousand a day, and then you have thirty days straight where you ain't getting nothing.
0: Yeah.
1: And that is both the best and the worst thing about entrepreneurship. Okay. Um, Your success and your failure is all on you. You have nobody to turn to and say, oh, boss, you didn't do what you're supposed to do. You didn't give me enough accounts or you didn't give me enough work or you didn't give me this. Nobody's giving you anything. You have to hunt. And do it yourself.
0: Was that hard for you in the beginning to kind of like prioritize your time on, you know, making stuff and getting things done? Yes, because I was still in the nine to five set of thinking. Okay meaning
1: like i used to beat myself up because i i will wake up at like six in the morning and i'm like i gotta hustle 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 because it's early in the morning and then i'll stay up until like three o'clock in the morning and i'm like well the midnights the late hours are my creative time and then like i feel bad for sleeping in during the day because i should be up because it's daytime and then i realize like time is not a factor You work when you're at your your optimum level. You do it when it works best for you. You be creative when you feel creative. Right. When you're tired, go to sleep. You know what I'm saying? Like, stop trying to be on a clock with the rest of the world and get on a clock with what works for you. For you. So It was definitely like a balancing act for me because I'm like a person who I'm like all over the place. You know what I'm saying? So time is something that, again, I told you I'm not too punctual. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Maybe. like, oh God, like what do I do? Like, what should I be doing? And I'm I'm always feeling like I'm not doing enough. Right. Even when I've done a whole bunch in the day, I don't still feel like there's more I gotta do. And it, everybody yeah. looking at me like, go your go your ass to sleep. <laughs> Good night. night. <laughs> Good out. night. Look out. <laughs> yeah, I'm exactly. Already. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. Yes. So did you have a lot? So I guess what would you say is your most creative time or the time where you're the most creative? Definitely in the middle of the night when I'm not even trying to be.
1: Okay. okay. When I'm finding my business laying down and then bam, you know, so it's important for me to keep something near me that I can write with or because I get inspired out of nowhere when I'm just laying in my bed sleeping or just at the oddest times. Honestly, there's no time on creativity. Right like at all there's it's not something I can force so when people ask me questions like how do you write your poems or what do you do can you teach me how to I'm like (laughs) God (laughs) divine inspiration it's true because if I sit here and I literally be like I'm gonna try to write a poem good luck right exactly there's nothing there yeah it doesn't I'm like y'all like I ain't that beat as an individual I am not that deep it's my anointing you know what I'm saying so while I would love to like tell people like this is how you write a poem I just know how to rhyme you know what I'm saying but the but the anointing behind the poems that do touch people the most it's just God yeah because I know how to put words together and rhyme I could entertain you all day but can I inspire you can I move you can I enlighten you that's all love
0: That's nothing but him. mine, yeah. Yep. Um, So I guess we'll we'll turn to your beautiful book. Like I said, it took me a whole, not even two hours to read it. It was amazing. If I could just somehow fit all of this into my head and just keep it (laughs) off. It was amazing. Like I I was in the car. I was getting upset at people interrupting me while I was reading it. I was like, leave me alone. I am, I am reading. <laughs> and and actually, I'm not even a person. It's been a while since I've been into books. Like I used to be a big reader. It's been years since maybe like high school, middle school. Mm-hmm. But that book, it, it got me. It got me on the on the first page, and I was I was in it deep. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved every chapter. I can, I can see myself and relate to every single chapter of the book. Mm-hmm. It was it was beautifully written. Um, it was very inspiring. Like it, it inspired me to make changes in my own life and look within myself and make those changes that you made because I going through or went through some of the things that you talked about in your book. Um, so what inspired you to write Turning Me On?
1: I wanted to heal, you yeah. know, and I was like, you know what, if I'm going to go through all this shit, I'm about to get paid hey, from it. <laughs> Pay, me. Pay me. I need my- to turn my pain into a paycheck. <laughs> I'm I'm like, <laughs> I, can't, like, I can't just sit here and you like let all of what I've experienced go to waste. Right. You know, And I don't believe that the things that we go through are for us. It's for everybody else. Right. But the thing that we do is we hide our trauma. We hide what we've been through. We're ashamed of it. We don't want people to know that we've been through this or we've put up with that or you know what i'm saying we've allowed ourselves to be x y and z because we're ashamed of it but i heard a quote that says what 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 draws us together most what we fear most to tell is the thing that connects us to other people like right. how do you connect to other people if you don't have anything that's shared you know so right. i wrote it because i knew that i needed to i knew that i needed to tell somebody like hey Right. Love yourself. Hey, you can get through this. Hey, when you feel like dying, you're getting ready to live. If you yeah. keep on living, if you keep on going, if you keep waking up and being intentional, like, I wanted to die after that last experience. Yeah. Now, imagine wanting to die and then coming to life in a new pers- as a new person. Right. Like, that experience alone birthed a brand new me, so I know that I needed to go through it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it inspired me to write my first book ever was Gather the Pieces. Okay. Which um, came from that situation. It was just a bunch of poetry I wrote to keep from dying. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, and people do that to you. You know, I can't, I can't text all this to him. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I'ma write. I'ma write. I'ma get it off my chest. I'ma cry. I'ma write again until I don't feel this way anymore because i don't like feeling no type of way. i am sunshine butterflies rainbows trees birds and bees yep.
0: i don't want to be sad yes. yes yes i'm spewing nothing but positivity uh, rays of sunlight all that get love. out you know what yeah. I'm saying? get, get it, it out out yep. i don't want this like this is not mine so that i like to get it out yeah yeah and that's that's beautiful and it, it's very inspiring and like you said People don't want to share or say, you know, that they've been through some of those things or some of the, I guess, what people say, negative or take L's. I, a lot of women go through it, but they don't mm-hmm. want to speak to it and say it. And like you said in your book, like it's okay to go through it, but don't continue, don't continue to go through it and accept the yeah. like, and accept the disrespect and just keep it going. I think the last uh, one of the last few pages said, uh, kind of like a washing machine. Yeah. You know, as long as you come out new, or you know, with less things than you came in, yeah. Then you're making those changes. You're making, you know, steps in the right direction. Um, I, I just, I could relate to every single chapter. It was, it was crazy, but I'm definitely gonna read Gather the Pieces and a uh, yes. Queen's Dictionary. Uh, so, what is a Queen's Dictionary about? A Queen's Dictionary is a book of
1: affirmations, um, words, uh, definitions, and poetry. Okay. Words. So you'll have a word like I am beautiful and it'll define what beautiful means. And I'll give you a poem on that word. Okay. And I wrote that because I'm like, you know, we don't know how, how amazing we are. We don't tell ourselves enough. So I learned to speak over myself, look in the mirror. I used to write on my mirror with a dry erase marker and put, Mm -hmm. I am beautiful. I am intelligent. I am loved. I am this and I am that, um, until I started to believe it. And it was such an empowering thing for me to look at myself in my own eyes and be like, right. "I love you." You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I didn't know how to do that at some point. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to like share those very simple affirmations and just, you know, remind each one of us that we are royalty. Like, and it's nobody's job to convince us of that, but uh, ourselves. So- so, when yes. I say a Queen's Dictionary, I'm not talking about Kyla Shea is the Queen. I'm talking about you are the Queen. Whoever yeah, reads know. it, a Queen's Dictionary. And if you find that you want to add words and say, I am this and I am that, whatever you say you are, you are. That's happy.
0: what you are. Yeah. What the says you are what you say you are, not what nobody else says. I love that. That's, that's beautiful. And would you say, because I often, you know, talk with friends about self love, and like you said, you have to find that within yourself. Do you think for some people it's more so going through some of that trauma and going through uh, some of those obstacles that help them find self love, or do you think some people just already just have that, or they're taught that from their parents and mm-hmm. other people? I definitely think that uh, self love is sometimes
1: it comes from what your parents will, your parents will instill in you, it comes from childhood. I think that I don't think that we are born I mean let me let me think about how I want to say this I think that we are born in love right yeah so naturally as babies we only know the version of love at which we are loved right so if nobody's hugging us and nobody's telling us that we're beautiful and nobody's telling us that we're good enough and we're brand new to this earth we won't ever have that. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. So while I know that babies are love. When they enter in. They, everything we consume. As soon as we get to this side of existence. It becomes everybody else's stuff. All yeah. that we are. Is everybody else's stuff. Because all we are are sponges. You know what I'm saying? I think right. we come from divine place. We come from love. But eventually we we move away from it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think that when you get old enough, if you find that you don't have self-love, because some of us have it because we were given the proper amount of love and hugs and kisses and affirmations. Um, so we know what loving ourselves feels like because somebody told us how. Um, but when we find that we don't have self-love and, um, oh man, we're putting up with a level of disrespect or uh, we're not loving ourselves the way we deserve to be loved. Gosh, like i seen somewhere, I don't even know what book this came from. I wish I could tell you, but it says we will only tolerate the level of disrespect at which we give ourselves. So mm-hmm. if somebody disrespects you more than you disrespect yourself, then you won't tolerate it. But if they do it at the same level that you do it to yourself, then, yeah. yep. then you'd be cool with it. You know what right. I'm saying? So we have to find out what is it. In, in what ways am I not loving myself to where I'm allowing people to do this to me
0: right and I, you talked about that in the book as well how you sat down and you wrote out you know the characteristics of yourself of other yeah. people your parents and you just wrote everything out and you what were able to, about willing me. to tolerate yep and what you're willing to um, receive from other people and what, mm-hmm. what's okay and what's not okay mm-hmm. um, And there was uh, there was a question I was going to go with what you were saying uh, It was about self-love. Uh, so I guess my thing is kind of with self-love and disrespect. So I guess for me personally, I, you know, I feel like I love myself. I love mm-hmm. me. I'm my favorite person outside mm-hmm. of my daughter. I'm my favorite person. Yeah. I love, you out know, with me, I love me. I yeah. think I'm the fuck. Um, but I would say, and sometimes with friends and with men, I guess I sometimes do accept set or uh, tolerate the disrespect from them. So is that still, is that, uh, what's the word I'm looking for not self-love yeah is that not self-love since I'm accepting certain parts of disrespect from other people I'm not gonna
1: know I don't think that's not self-love okay. I think that again the level of disrespect that you can tolerate is based on the level of disrespect that you give to yourself okay um I don't think that that constitutes as not loving yourself so um I know that in terms of self-love like there are those who I love myself, right? I think I'm cute. I'm smart. I'm this, I'm that, right? Like, there are some people who have that with ego. Okay. And then there's those who have that with a level of, like, humility. Like, I love myself because, damn it, I deserve to be loved. And I I work this way to get this way. And then you have those that's just like, I have a sense of self-love. But I still know that there's still more. You know what I'm saying? Like, And I think that you're in the digging stages of, like, oh, no, I love me. And I don't care what you say about me, but at the same time, it's a matter of, um, all right, I love myself too much to accept that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got, like, when you get to a point of saying, I love myself too much for that, you know what I'm saying? Because, yeah, I think we, no matter what you do and where what you go through or where you go in life, you're going to have some disrespectful people. You're going to have people who won't love you the right. way you love you. but. I'm the type of person where I don't even put myself in spaces where I'm not celebrated. I like that. I don't wanna be tolerated. I don't want to be around people who don't see all that I am the way yeah. I see all that I am. Why? Because I work too hard to see myself this way. I did my homework, my soul surgery. I cleaned out the stuff that I didn't need. So to be around somebody who's like, she ain't cute. Oh, right. That's okay. me, Because I totally understand that I'm not cute to everybody. I'm yep. not smart to everybody. I'm not this, 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 and that. And I'm never going to be that for everybody. I totally get it. Right. But if you don't appreciate my presence, I can give you my action. And we're going to both be cool with that. You know what I'm saying? But that, I, I aspire to continue to reach those levels of self-love. I'm not fitting myself into any space. Right. Where... Somebody don't feel like they got to respect my space. And that goes for mom, dad, sister, brother, because my thing is this. If I tell you how you're hurting me and I tell you, hey, this hurts and you're saying, I don't care, I'm going to keep doing it. Whether you say that or you just do it. Yep. And I have the right to remove myself because I respect and I don't like the pain that you cause in me. Right. So it's not a matter of, oh, I don't love myself or I think I deserve this. You know what I'm saying? When you tolerate certain disrespects or X, Ys, and Zs, it's a matter of how much can you take? You know what I'm saying? Like me, I have a very low tolerance. That's just yes. me. Yeah. Now, can I forgive? I can forgive over and yeah. over and over again. I can forgive for different things. But that don't mean I got to have you in my life. <laughs> you can still kick
0: rocks. <laughs> you can kick keep- still keep pushing. <laughs> so would you say that now your uh your your uh level of tolerance is lower because of all that you went through in the book from what you wrote about? Do you think over time your tolerance went down or did, was it high at one point?
1: I I don't think that I ever really had a high tolerance for pain. Okay. I just think that parts of me thought it was normal. Right. Or that I deserved it. Or this is just the way it is kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, whereas when I realized, like, I am too good to people to allow people to not be good to me.
0: Yep. I like that.
1: And it's not that I think I deserve better, but because I treat myself a certain way why would I let you come and treat me any differently right so that's when I say like you know I didn't love myself every toxic relationship that I attracted came from the toxic relationship I had with me yeah so that's why I say it ain't even necessarily that I didn't love myself it's just that I didn't have a good relationship with me yeah I thought that I needed somebody to validate me. I needed to prove to people why they should love me. I needed to show them like, oh, I'm dope. Look, look, look. And while I always knew that I was dope and I was confident in who I was, I wasn't confident in who I was to the point where I was just cool with me. Right. Nobody else was.
0: Yeah. And and I also feel like with that, A lot of men, they know the manipulators uh, or narcissists, because I've dealt with some of those too. They find a way and it's like they know that you're vulnerable or they know that you, you know, you don't, you're where you are. They know they can smell it. They can smell it and then they dig into it. it. Yep, they can and they dig into it and they fest and they feed off it. Of, they feed off of it as long as you're still mm-hmm. there. Because I dealt with that for yeah. about for about a year or two dealing with uh, someone manipulative. You know, I'm sitting here crying and you're still go, you know yelling at me, telling me this and I'm still sitting here crying and I'm like, why? Why are you still talking down to me? Why are you, don't you see I'm hurt? You're kicking a dead horse. Why is that okay for you and you're and you have no feeling of empathy for that or you know sympathy like, oh damn, maybe I should stop.
1: Um so they don't have it. Like when, yeah. when you don't have it to give, you don't. It's just not there,
0: and I and I think that's crazy because I'm kind of like you. Like I'm I'm a very happy, positive person. I'm good to other people. I'm all you know, always willing to give and help anybody that's around me. I don't even have to know you. You could be a stranger on the street. I'm gonna do you know, if you need help, I'm gonna help you. But it seems like people when people like you and me, those are people that get walked on the most or stepped all over and used I, up I, because you're I, so you're so good to everybody else. They just take 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 and nobody.
1: Why cares. you have to take your power back? Yeah. You know and I, I agree that it, is, it is at your discretion at which you disperse that love, light, and positive energy. Your discretion. Yeah. So for me, what allowed me to tap into the power that I have is me saying, "I'm responsible for whatever love I give to you." Yep. Whatever I give to you, I give to you because I gave it to you and because I wanted to. And When you get to a space of loving like that where you don't have a motive for people to love you back, a motive for them to be in a relationship with you, a motive for them to pay you back for all the good that you are, it becomes less about, oh, give me the love back and more about I love you because I love you. I love you because it's who I am, not because it's who you are. It's the person you are because you deserve it because people that I didn't love have not deserved my love. Right. But yep. if loving was about deserving, then nobody out here will be worthy of love. <laughs> <laughs> they
0: wouldn't be. <laughs> <Nobody>, would. <laughs>
1: yeah. You know I mean? So I think that your power will come from detaching yourself from outcomes. You know, don't don't attach yourself to, oh, you know. I'm gonna do this for him and maybe he'll see. He or I'm gonna do this for that person and maybe you know what I'm saying. Like if you are gonna do it, just do it because it's you just want to do it.
0: it's Out of your heart, it's something you wanted to do, not because you. I don't do, didn't do anything. No else.
1: Exactly. I don't yep. do nothing else unless I want to do it. And yep. I, I don't feel moved when people be like, "Well, you should." Why? Why should I do or be or say anything? It says according to who? <laughs> That's <laughs> Compared to who? <laughs> Where did shit come from? I, I either from? am or I am not. I either will or I will or I not won't.
0: Yep. And that's up to me. To that's on me. And I got
1: to live with that in my own consciousness and my own spirit, mind. And, and I, I'm all, I'm, I'm so, I'm so hung up on going with your convictions. Yep. You have to go with your convictions because when you don't go with your convictions, that's how you get your heart broke. That's how you get your mind right. played with. That's how you, you know, go with your convictions. Like right. if you don't feel comfortable with laying down and sleeping with a person or having sex with a person, don't have sex with them just because they want you to or they threaten to leave you yep. or, I, I, oh, if you ain't going to give it to me then. Or don't do nothing for nobody that you don't want to do. Don't go with your convictions. Yep. Right? They like your, your gut feeling. I've done that, too. Like, I've had so much, like, trauma surrounding, like, my sexuality and things like that because I always thought that I was supposed to give it to a person because they were nice to me or I was supposed to do it because he he deserves it. He bought me dinner and I don't want to feel like I'm using him. So I'm going to give him this or I'm going to do that because, you know. I said I don't want to do nothing for you. I'm not doing it because I don't want to. I yep. don't care if you fly me out to Spain. I don't care <laughs> if you introduce me to your mama. I don't yep. care if you tell me I'm beautiful.
0: You put ten thousand in my bank account. Do if all I that don't you feel want. it. I'm not yep. doing it. Yep, and that and that's I feel like that's a point a lot of women need to get to is. If I don't want to do it, I'm not going to do it. And there's no way that you can try to guilt trip me, make me feel bad for it, try to to coerce me or persuade me to do it otherwise. No means no. No I'm not going to do it. If I don't want to do it, I'm not going to do it. And you should be okay with my decision. You know what happens when you become that? What? Power.
1: And what happens to powerful women? They rise. You want to make me feel guilty? Yep. Guilty for owning my power, which is God-given. Right. If you're a man, th- this is the difference. This is the difference between men and women. <laughs> men are exactly what we're saying right now. Either <laughs> I will or I won't. And there's nothing you can do about and it. And it's okay for them. You
0: can't, you can't guilt trip them. you try to be like, oh, but what? well, and they're fine with it. They don't and care. And they do not feel guilty. <laughs> <laughs> they sleep just fine at night. They do not care. Because <laughs> my booty. You still gave it up. You gave me what I wanted. I'm out. I'm good. Exactly. And whose yeah. fault
1: is it? And we over here like, oh, but I trusted you and I gave you my body and I thought this and I thought that. You thought. <laughs> that's a nice thought. Why did you do it for me? I didn't ask you to do it for me. If You, like, you know what I'm saying? like. Yep. And that's always a
0: response. I didn't ask you to do that. And I'm like, wow. See, now yeah. like, you make feel bad for being a giving person and you know, a caretaker and wanting to help you now you're turning, turning it around on me and saying I'm the bad one, I'm wrong
1: he didn't turn it around, he's just saying that you did it because you did it no That's other true. reason So that that is, it. True. and it sounds so mean because it's like no, I did it because I love you well if you love me then why are you mad that you did it just because I didn't do what you wanted me to do in return Right. so you either love me or you don't You either gonna love me on your own without anything from me or you're not. You know what I'm saying? Like, so for me, when I said after my after I got my heart broke and you know, I went through my my phase of like questioning my own judgment, I had the realization that it wasn't his responsibility to to do anything. Like I had to be the one that said, like, this is what I did. This I chose to love him, I chose to sleep with him. I chose to travel. I chose to be with him. Right. No matter what, the only thing that broke my heart was, I guess, like him not being loyal. Yep. And there honest.
0: It was, was nothing else except the loyalty. And he was an honesty. Because mm-hmm. like so you, had, honesty, like, a friend, you were friends for before anything. You were friends, and friends said, are always yeah. honest with one another. So but if I, you can't I, be honest, then what? What do we have?
1: Mm-hmm. Girl, listen, let me tell you, when I say we have to be responsible for what we do, yep. what we say, what we feel, and yep. what we think, nobody else is responsible for that. So to this day, I could be with a man, right? Yep. And he could not call me for a week, right? Mm-hmm. I am still responsible for how I feel about that. Right. I'm responsible for that. Nobody is responsible for the way I think, feel, act, what I say. Nobody, because I might feel some type of way about that, and I might be like, "Yo, that's that's cold game. Like, why he ain't called me? You make me feel like scared that I'm lose you." I picked up those feelings. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because in the same token, a man could be somewhere dead, right? (laughs) And you don't. been in a whole week and i'm like well, where he at and well he don't love me and, he don't love me no more <laughs> i <laughs> picked up all these feelings yep. And he he lost his phone and he did or something something happened <laughs> something happened but yep. i'm responsible for what i'm thinking what i'm feeling what i'm you know what i'm saying like right. until i get the facts right uh, you you're going by assumptions now when but i get the facts when I get the fact of oh I ain't call you for a week because I don't like you like that or I don't want to talk to you. I was busy. I was busy. When I get the fact, I'm still responsible
0: for how I feel. Yep. And then and then you're also responsible on how you choose to move forward. Exactly. Your- yep. Now if I feel some type of way like, oh he kind
1: of got me fucked up. He just think he just think he going to not call me for a week and then just hit me up. I'm I'm like, oh yeah. It's cool. I don't fuck with you no more. Right. And I still might feel some type of way. But right. What am I gonna do with what I feel? We right. be we be staying with people and be feeling some type of way. Yes. Just we choosing to stick around. Yep.
0: <laughs> but expecting if them If you to- feel like that, then yeah. what you gonna do about what you feel? Because <laughs> nothing. All you do is sweep it under the rug, and you're like, no, it's fine until they do something, and it and it. Piles on and it keeps going and going and going until you explode and then you explode out of nowhere and they're like, damn, what's your problem? What's wrong with you? Well, I got these so ten-
1: You've been making me feel and you've been making me think and you've been making me know. Yeah. You've been,
0: I've been making me
1: think and feel,
0: it Right. Yup. Nobody can you. Right. So, uh, and turning me on. What would you say is was the most, I guess, painful chapter or thing to kind of relive and write and write about? For all of it. All of it. Because the thing is, like,
1: when I started writing it, I didn't know that I wasn't healed from that stuff that I had already gone through. I thought I was over it. Right. Until I was writing about it and having to remember it and relive it and go back to those detailed moments. Yes. So that I can take the reader through what I was going through. Yeah. And that was hard. Like there was times where I was like, I don't even want to work on a book. I didn't work on it for a month because I was like, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to feel it. I'm stressed. Like no. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It
1: requires me to deal with myself.
0: Yeah, and especially the the abuse of that abuse the chapter of the abuse. I'm telling you, it had me. It had me shook. I was in the car with my mouth wide open. I was like, oh my god. Like the, having a the fight and the, you know, basically you were trying to save yourself from him, and he just didn't care like he even blamed you he's like why do you why do you make me so mad why do you make yes. me do this yes i did nothing i did and the fact and then after he went to jail and then you y'all got back together again he yes. tried to throw you out out the door out the window <laughs> with your sister there i was like yeah, <laughs> having to relive that
1: and just experience it all over again i was like oh my god
0: you yeah, know what the, saying, but work the next day after that was and act like nothing happened Yeah. I I can't believe you did it. Poised, walking
1: like you know what I'm saying, like went into work, killed it. Nobody knew. Until his mama until his mama called.
0: And when he said (laughs) I said no she didn't, called your job, went on. She called my job. And and when I put
1: what I put in those key boxes where I italicized. That was her words verbatim. So when I was like, did you notice any errors? I was wondering if you caught that as oh, an error. Uh, like when she said, he put, she put sons on my hands.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that. and I, But she, I, I knew what you meant. I was like, I no,
1: no, 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 no. She said it that oh, way. She, she, oh, she said that, that way. That was not a mistake. That was how she said it. She put sons on on my hand i don't know what she was going through but she sounded like she was crying or drunk or something but she was like <laughs> like I, she put studs on my hands and she lied and like i quoted her verbatim that was not a mistake
0: wow <laughs> she had to be going through something but the fact that but you were trying to tell her you're in the family what actually happened and nobody wanted to hear it so how is it that you can excuse your son's actions like it, it just didn't a
1: Toxic behavior is it's a it's a familial thing. That I was I right. was in the wrong. I was in the wrong, according to them. Yeah. Probably just because I he got the police called on him.
0: What were you supposed to do? Sit there and just let him choke you out? Or like what what would have been their answer to that? What the do whole you situation
1: do? The situation to was toxic from day one, girl. You read yeah. it. And he moved yep. in after he, our first date.
0: He lied. He lied about from the beginning to end. He lied about everything everything and the thing is that they make it sound so good the lie sounds so like just so believable and a lot of men they just have the tendency they're able to do that to just make it sound good and to where you can just eat it up and believe it and then you find out and at the end of the day smell it, they it.
1: smell it if they could get on get over on yeah. you they smell it and you know um in healing i i began praying to god like lord you know isn't for me like make me stink to them meaning like make me unattractive make me just I don't want her just don't leave I don't want anything about me to be attractive to anybody who isn't for me yes so while I still have attracted people that aren't like oh supposed to be in my life forever I believe that everybody that I've been attracting to like attracting as of late they're part of my learning process like either I need to pour into them or they have something that I need right but I don't often attract these like types of situations these days like and that's good like, I ain't attracting nobody perfect because perfect, perfect people don't exist don't get me wrong but I definitely know that I'm getting closer to to, to Mr. to, the what? to Mr. because I was I was say, hey who, who, you got anybody right now? I, you know oh I'm no, I'm, I am. I do, but you know, we keeping it a secret. Like not right. a secret, but not for the world. It ain't for right. nobody. Um, and, and the reason why is because I, t- I said, listen, I got a book called Lessons from My. I learned from my exes. Like, I don't need nobody else being able to be attached to my name. Like, oh, I, I dated Kyle Lushay. No, you didn't. Because no, if it didn't, didn't work, well,
0: you don't exist. Right. <laughs> You no, didn't you date did me. me. <laughs> you didn't. You met me. You know me. we went by I and I We talked. You chatted. You know what I'm saying? Like, but that's if it ain't work with me, you don't have any. What history. you think we have? Right.
1: Right. Bro, right. would you believe me if I told you there was this guy? Um, And this was while I was writing Turning Me On. Uh-huh. And um, there was this guy who i thought we were friends relatively like you know what i'm saying like associates but you know always good vibes when we were around long story short uh we hung out one time and i'm thinking we hanging out as friends you know he scooped me up we go kick it da da da. come to find out he likes me he wants to pursue me he wants to be my man okay and i'm like i don't want no man <laughs> i don't <laughs> want nobody like i don't <laughs> I didn't even like him like that. Like, I just was like, I thought he was cool, you know. And he really was aggressively pursuing me, which I admired. So he pressed the issue on us being together. And what did I do? Because I liked the way he was persistent and I didn't really want to lose him because he ain't Mm -hmm. really want to be my friend if he couldn't be my man. What did I do? I got in a relationship with him. Very short. Mm -hmm. But I did it because he wanted to. Right. Not because I wanted to. Right. Right. Girl, this man full of Okay. ass. OK, <laughs> full of. so we don't work out or whatever. And long story short, I just don't like the person. I don't like him anymore. Like I yeah. treat him like he does not exist to me. Whenever he see me, he tries to talk to me. He does not exist to me. And the reason why is principle. How you beg me to be in a relationship is just and we were good friends and we were cool. And you. Right. And girl, when I first seen him after like post breakup, why he was like, oh, I want to talk to you about my entry in the book.
0: Your what? <laughs> what are you talking My entry into the book. That's comical. Is he gonna try out for stand up. He, he gonna go on poetic soul or something. Do Girl, you know? he thought he got an entry in my book. <laughs> for what? Girl, he tried it. Did you laugh in his face just like that? Yes, I was
1: like, <laughs> I was like, you are not in my book. Nowhere you near. You are it. not that important. <laughs> Non-factor. I'm, Stop and I felt it. like, did you just try to be in a relationship with me just so you can't get in the book? Right. I'm confused. I it, am puzzled. No, sir. That's not how it works. So, yeah, girl, that's why I'm like, I don't need to be attached. I don't need people to be like, oh, yeah, me and her dating. No. And no. I'm, I'm embarrassed that I even dated this person because everybody be like, ugh, why are you dating? Ugh. I'm just like, ah, oh, God, why? Hey, Dang, do you really, like, do- ask them, do you really want to be in the book? <laughs> like, do you? This, this is what happened when you don't follow your convictions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you want to be in it. I mean I could put you in it, but I ain't say it was gonna be anything good. I, I mean, would not <laughs> give him the satisfaction. He don't deserve it. It is a pure compliment for me to even write about these people. Yeah, I didn't put their names in the book on purpose, you know, because I, I I believe, in, right. you know, making sure people I didn't need to protect it. Ain't nobody to sue me. Um, <laughs> you <laughs> ain't <come> gonna <laughs> get none of these royalties. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I already paid you in pain. Like, listen, look if I paid you. In all pay. you put me through. You, yeah That is more than money. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I'm just like, I don't want to tell people who I'm like dealing with dating until like, you know, unless we
0: marry, we are not
1: publicizing this. Yeah. Not anymore. Yeah, cool.
0: And and it shows, and even in the book, you know, all all the things that you would do with these people, and you would do relation, a lot of big relationship things, like. Go out, go out of town go to Mexico country go, yeah and, and he showing up to your job with flowers and doing doing all this big grand gestures Girl. and it's still in doubt or turned out it, it's, it's a thing it's, it's not even that it's
1: embarrassing to fail it's just a matter of like you know how you just don't want to be attached to everybody or you don't want everybody attached to you right like, I never understood the value of like privacy until yeah. like with maturity everything comes you know like and um i put my business on blast on purpose with this book you know what i'm saying but going forward i don't intend to do that you know what i mean like it's for me it's me and my adult life i know better um all is for me now you know what i'm saying unless i'm gonna write about it or you know what i'm saying you choose to yeah people did ask me oh do you think you will add people to the book no the book is gonna be exactly what it is um and
0: i'm not gonna add nobody else yeah and i love that that, you're brave and vulnerable enough to to put yourself out there like that and share a little piece of your life and a piece of you all in, inside the book. Cause, cause like I said, a lot of people would probably be, you know, or don't want to admit a lot of that stuff, but it, that it's real life. Really. I mean, yeah. it happens to other people that, and more, you know, more or less this kind of stuff does happen. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's something a good, you know, it, it's a lesson or like, yeah. it was a turn your L's into a lesson there. Their lesson is not even really taking L's and a loss.
1: You're, yeah, you're learning from
0: Yeah. It's an experience
1: to learn to get yep. a lesson, to, to live. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not losing anything. Like, ain't no losing, because everything that I went through is a part of who I am now. Like, which Yep. why I'm like, yo, oh bro, boy broke my heart, like, to the point where I wanted to die. But <clears throat> the good news is I did die. I died to my old self. I died to my old habits, my old way of thinking. I had to in yep. order to, I, I could not exist in that same space of, like, who I am today, I don't know who he is today, but when he sees me again, I'm not even that girl. Right. Like, I did see him a couple of times after, you know, the situation. Like, he tried to have sex with me again and stuff like that. And I'm just like, no. No. Like
0: you said, if you're uh, a reporter, you're just like, Ew. no, no, thank you. And it's not
1: even that I'm repulsed because like, I genuinely thought this man was going to be my husband. Even two years after post, I'm like, this is my husband. <laughs> yeah, I you just so pull through the
0: book. I You're could like, not this my fathom. <laughs> 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 this is him right here. This is my husband. He's my. Every time you said it in this book, I laughed because I was like, I... that's me. I'm like, this is him. He's here.
1: This Girl, is my, let me tell you. Like, I feel like I just let the idea go that that was my husband. Like, and that's why I'm like, it didn't, re, it wasn't repulsive that necessarily that he would try. It was repulsive that the audacity of you to not, you know, still right. be ready but still be trying to do this when you know how bad it hurt. That right. is what was repulsive. Oh, cause right. I still loved him, still was attracted, still all the same stuff, but at the same time I felt myself growing up Yep. and becoming something new. And then when I would see him, in order for me and him to relate now, I either have to go here or he has or he to come, come here. To there
0: and that's he ain't going of me, those
1: but, things were happening. Yep, yeah. Yep, so yep. that wasn't going to work.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's just good to know, like, like we said earlier, to see that you can go through all of that as a woman and still grow from it and learn mm-hmm. from it and then be able to move on and not hold on to a lot of that hurt and pain Mm -hmm. and stuff that you went through before and not carry that on throughout your life because not every person Mm -hmm. is i know a lot of women like to trash men it's it's not all men and not all men are like that there are a handful that are oh there's a lot there's a lot of. not even a handful ma'am. the world is filled it's filled you got two handfuls of them and let me tell you i'm gonna say
1: this let me say this (sighs) i'm not ever gonna be one to say all men are the same yeah but All women we are all all men are the same all women are the same and when I say that what I mean is we are going to get what we are yeah we are going to attract what we are so if he can smell insecurity on me he's gonna play on my insecurities right because we are mirrors we are literally reflections of ourselves like the only way we can relate is to what is familiar you know what I'm right. saying so like for instance like for a while I remember I, to- I told you I, I didn't like boys that liked me yeah in the book I didn't like guys that liked me because I was used to rejection like I, I was familiar with people making me feel unloved and unworthy so what did I do I went with boys who I needed to prove myself to I need. to yeah. Like Heart. I was trying to win them because I, I I was trying to win my dad and I was trying to win my mom's attention. And I was that's all that was. So, of course, all men are going to be the same in that light. if I continue to be the same woman. Right. So if I'm the same woman, I'm going to attract the same man. Right. Now that I'm a different woman, I'm attracting a different man. OK. OK. So to me right now, all men still are the same. Whether good or bad. So if I have a perception of good man because I've had a history, a track record, you know what I'm saying? This is what I'm going to see. Like my perspective, it's a matter of perspective and perception.
0: Yes. To some women, all men are the same. So, yep. But because they haven't changed or they haven't. That is what they see. See. Yep. And that's what they're attracting. Like I said, because you didn't change yourself from within to attract different or to get different so exactly. i can so they them. are the same so they are the same to them it's
1: women in their 60s singing that same tune
0: yep that man ain't shit
1: and they all the same
0: why and is that? Same.
1: for 60 years you've been <laughs> the same woman. yep which so is what you've been doing attracting the same man
0: <laughs> yep it's the same exact thing <laughs> um so i guess because yeah so let's see if we have some time for you to do uh two of your poems if you like to go ahead, or or we can squeeze in one, because I know we went over an hour. Oh, okay. But, um, if so what are, we, what, are we what are we talking about? Hmm. I'll let you pick. Do whichever, whichever one you would like to bless us with. You go right ahead. I'll let you pick.
1: Okay, let me see. I'm trying to see if I want to, like, hmm, because we've been on relationship topics, and we went on a lot, so let me think. Yeah. <clears throat> hmm. When you lose a good woman, the joke will always be on you. So never take it for granted, the fact that a good woman loves you. Don't ever get comfortable with the amount of times that woman has forgiven you. And don't think that just because she loves you, that she cannot leave you. Because the thing about them tables, they always can turn. She might be nagging you right now. You better be taking heed to her words, because I promise when she stops talking, her actions will be heard. And she will go back to hitting up all the other dudes she had to curse. And when you see her happy, smiling, getting everything she wanted and begged for from you, and you see her giving away all that love, loyalty, and good pussy she was giving to you, you're going to be sick to your stomach. There ain't going to be nothing that you can do. No amount of sorries, no amount of apologies going to bring that woman back to you. So if you got yourself a good woman, you better make sure you treat her right. Because there's a whole lot of good men just waiting to come into your good woman life.
0: (laughs) I love the way you execute your poems. It just, I feel like, <laughs> it's like a story. I love it. Um, so, uh, let's see. Uh, what products do you have coming up? Anything um, new soon? So, currently, I
1: am getting ready to drop a few ebooks. I'm going to um, be able to um, do an ebook on how I published my first book, um, also, an ebook on public speaking because I know a lot of people tend to have a hard time with doing so. So I'm just going to start doing a lot of e-products. Um, I'm working on new designs for t-shirts just because I discontinued black and educated. I want to be able to fill in the gap. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so be Sorry, on the lookout I for new, new materials, new merchandise, new shirts. Yes. Um, as soon as the row opens back up, y'all know I'm jumping back on a road, getting back at the shows. I don't have anything scheduled right now because we have no idea what this pandemic is going to um, look like over the next couple of months. Um, but, yeah, just look for me online, Kyla Shea Draper, um, across all platforms, or heykylashea.com. That's H-E-Y-Y-Y, Kyla Shea.com, K-Y-L-E-L-A-S-H-A-Y.com. Um, Other than that, I'm here trying to be a presence online, be a force in the world. Whenever you see me coming, know that it's all love and light and come speak to me when you see me.
0: Yes, ma'am. And my (laughs) last question to close out for everyone else. You know, with everything going on, what would be your words of encouragement or your solution to keep black people moving forward during this difficult time with all that's happening in the world?
1: My word of encouragement is to tap in, tap into who you are. Um, take responsibility for your role, be a present force personally and and in front of the world. Um, In order for change to take place, it has to take place inside of us because everything begins inside of us. No matter what it is, if it's a thought, if it's a feeling, it's going to reflect to the outer world. Our current state of condition that we are in in the world is a result of what's going on inside of us so until we correct what's happening inside we can't correct what's happening outside it's not a a matter of a physical change it's a matter of a spiritual mental and emotional change
0: and when that happens
1: we can see the world reflect that of which we are internally
0: i love that thank you so much thank you for your time your wise words your just your beautiful aura, your energy—I I just, I love it all. Like I said, yes. you're, you're my new girl crush. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> if I could put you in my pocket and carry you around everywhere, I would. Uh-uh. <laughs> I would. <laughs> but I thank you so much for spending time with me and yes. letting me know a little bit about yourself. And anybody know, please check it out. It's turning me on. Her book. Yeah, these are the
1: lessons I learned from my exes.
0: Yes, yes. Yes, And I I encourage
1: you and anyone else who reads it to get that journal, write down your moms, your dad's, your histories, like do all of the soul surgery. I promise you will thank yourself. It's not an easy process. It will be probably the hardest thing you have to do because nobody likes looking at themselves, especially when it's not so pretty. Um, But I encourage you to do that because when you clean it out, You you only got positive things to make space for. So, yeah, get a journal and write it down and get the mess out. No more hoarding.
0: Yep. Yep. No more. It's all about healing.
1: Yes. Healing all
0: 2020. Healing all 2020. Now we have time to do it. (laughs) You in the house. You got time to heal. Sit in the house and heal.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly.
0: Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Thank you. And I hope that we can have you, you know, maybe you can fly out here and come in the studio with us and we can actually have you in the studio with us and recording as a, as a guest.
1: Yes, definitely. I would love that girl, your energy, your vibe, everything is amazing. And I totally appreciate your support and everything you just said, done, inviting me out. Um, your, your energy when I met you, all of it. You're amazing.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, I hope you have a great day. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Bye-bye.